Welcome to Bad Movie Branch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. Yeah, and so you thought you were getting out of the holiday season with just Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted Christmas, and Jingle All the Way, but you're crazy because I live for the holiday <laughs> season, and I live mm-hmm. to talk about movies that I had no idea even fucking existed. Mm-hmm. People know what we're talking about from the title of the episode when they click it, but Katie, I am telling you without hyperbole i had positively no clue this movie existed like neither had i like this could be a fake movie like in the background (laughs) of of a movie like 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 the movie posters like you see in like into the spider verse like or like the movie posters in like funny people like of merman Mm -hmm. and shit like i was just scrolling through amazon prime for fuck of it and they had like a uh, holiday movies section, holiday favorites. I feel like it had the the nerve, the audacity <laughs> to fucking say. And I was like, "What is this?" You know, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of this podcast, that we love some Ben Affleck. So mm-hmm. when I saw Ben Affleck with like James Gandolfini and like Christina Applegate and like fucking like famous people alongside strong him, cast. You know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like super strong cast and a Christmas movie which I'm a dead ringer for. Just a hook and hook line sinker for that sort of thing. I was like, "Wow." And so I immediately googled it just to see if like maybe it'd be something we could watch and talk about. And yeah. What's the what's the rating? I remember being like It has a whopping 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bad. And and um, <laughs> it, like you know, I see that having never heard of a movie and in the span of five minutes being able to research what it is what it's been critiqued by like or how it's been criticized like what its percentages on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff and to be like take that as a challenge like I think it's deserved seven? (laughs) yeah I think it's horrible he's he's trying so hard though like as an actor not as a character the character is whatever I feel like mm-hmm. Affleck is playing a role that he's never gotten to play, and he's crushing it. Like, I think it is a testament to, like, a true performer, a true fucking thespian who can who can put on any goddamn face and act in any role that this probably spec script <laughs> calls for. Um I'm not saying Ben Affleck did a bad job at all. I think Ben Affleck did very well as this particular character. I hate this character so much. I hated spending time with him. I didn't understand his shtick. Right away when it was clear that he has been running from Christmas, I'm like, okay, he's going to be some kind of orphan. It's going to be very (laughs) cliche. Oh, he's just some fucking orphan. Well, think about it in, like, the the movie-going sense. Not in, like, an empathetic human being kind of sense. Like, it's... The movie doesn't give you enough to empathize with Ben Affleck's character before the reveal. Agreed. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's where I'm coming from with this. Not that people can't have difficult feelings about Christmas. It's just that, like, every choice that Ben Affleck's character makes is just so off the mark throughout this entire film all the time so to give people the gist uh surviving christmas a movie that i literally did not know existed and but like in a movie that is like only jim and the holograms is is another one we've talked about where it was 
pulled and rushed to like home video and stuff this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I think the the thing you sent me an article about how this nearly destroyed Affleck's career, which is horrible because he's a goddamn talent and a treasure. But and mm-hmm. in this movie is too, in my opinion. But neither here nor there, a handsomest man alive. But who cares? The point is, um, I forgot where I was going because I was thinking of Affleck's smi- Affleck's smile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, um, oh my god, Katie, I really don't know what I'm saying. What was that? What we, were we never covered about? Dickie Roberts, did we? Dickie oh, Roberts, child this star. Is, thank you, thank you. This is where I was going. This is where I was going. Mm-hmm. So, the whole the whole gist of this movie is that. Uh, Affleck wants to hire this family to basically be his family, his childhood family from Christmas so he can relive that joy. But that is like 10% of like what Dickie Roberts' former child star is. And that is like a movie that I adore and fuck with heavily. And I think it stands Mm -hmm. the test of time uh, that I made you watch one time for an episode we never, episode we never got around to recording. Uh, unfortunately, maybe someday. But when I read the plot of this, I was like, that's high concept as shit. It's a Christmas mm-hmm. movie, which is like two, uh, a match made in heaven. It's a great cast. And the plot is, is while similar to Dickie Roberts, something I can get behind. I don't think the movie executes nearly as hard as they can on that. Like, we barely understand that he's like rich as fuck and stuff. Like, we barely understand yeah. that like... Like, it's weird. Like, I, we don't get any semblance of who he is at first. He's some kind of ad executive, question mark, but he's not the CEO, but somehow he's a millionaire? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't know. They're like, look, he lives in Chicago. Obviously, I'm like, look, dude, I was poor, <laughs> I was poor as shit and lived in Chicago, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, but look, this family lives in Lincolnwood. I'm like, I bet you that house in Lincolnwood cost way more than these, these weird stereotypes you're trying to fucking pass off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's something to setting a movie in a place like Illinois or the Chicago suburbs. I love it. John mm-hmm. Hughes did it a lot uh, because he knew what the fuck he was talking about. Sometimes you get movies where it just seems like it's there just so they can say it's there. Uh, mm-hmm. One was like, what's the movie with Lance Bass we talked about? Oh, like, I'm a Lion. Uh, yeah, like stuff like that. Um, where it's like, we're in Chicago, but there's nothing about this movie that really is Chicago other than like, like I feel like Jingle All the Way did a better job of being a Minnesota film, whereas this one is just a movie that happens to be like, kind of set in Illinois. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It doesn't have much of a personality in terms of its setting. No. And and I think there is obvious I know I'm going devil's advocate right away because like I said, I took it as a challenge, so I'm immediately being like, Katie, don't you understand? Affleck's working really hard. And you're like, Luke, I'm not saying he's not. Like it's just a bad movie. Yes. But I'm wondering like is the is the flaw solely on the script like is there any merit to the story because like no i think i i think when you pitch that movie it obviously worked somewhere like it got greenlit and like like studio wanted to make this movie with ben affleck and fucking james gandolfini and like all of these famous people you know why i don't think it works and it's something that we briefly touched on during jingle all the way (laughs) 
which is that this movie is aggressively mean. And it, it's it is. just it's like... It's mean-spirited. Ben Affleck has no empathy. James Gandolfini just hates and hates and hates. The, uh... uh Catherine O'Hara's character is just so run down and miserable. And the brief moment she has of happiness during this film is a photo shoot, a glamour photo shoot that Ben Affleck's character pays for that ends up being turned into pornography and then there's the teenage son <laughs> who's just obsessed with porn and we're really not going to give we don't we're not going to give our teenage boy character off. another way of coping with his parents imminent divorce we're not going to give any kind of shred of humanity to this person in pain like no he just jerks off mm. i gotta be honest with you man that one feels I, pretty spot on that one like, feels pretty man. spot on for me I, I mean, me personally i think that's the I and that's the most that's the most spot-on character in the movie. Um, speaking as a, <laughs> uh, as as that character, no, mm-hmm. um, I, I I hear you. I hear you. It is tough, and I think they do this thing where. Oh, let's see. Why did Dicky come out, man? Because it is fucked. Two thousand three, the like, year before. They, like they had to come out, but like, they were really made around close. the same time. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! But we know. Exactly, exactly. Because you sent me that thing saying that this movie was delayed because Gigli took so long and then did bad. And then this flick came out. And then Jersey Girl came out and also didn't do amazing mm-hmm. uh, box Jersey Girl, which you've also stuff. covered on this podcast. Um, <laughs> God, I know. It's lost, though, because I work for Smod. I work for Smodco, so they'll mm-hmm. never find it. They'll never know mm-hmm. I talked about Jersey Girl. But I was very nice about it. Um, uh yeah, we can't, oh, have, we can't have any, any scent on that trail. <laughs> Katie, cut this. Uh, no, it's okay. I I was like I was, I don't know, man. I'm I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Just being honest, I was pleasantly surprised. I think a lot of that is it was new to me, and I love stumbling upon like like if this were not a Christmas movie and it were just this whatever, I'd probably just be like, oh, okay, it's deserving of the 7%. But I give a special allowance <laughs> to holiday flicks because they're the only genre of movie that I would, like, mm-hmm. consume only one month of the year and, like, I'll take them wholesale, top to bottom. It doesn't even have to be that good as long as it's, like, mm-hmm. decently Christmas and kind of trying. And I think this movie is decently Christmas and kind of trying. If it's not on the page level, it's on the performance level. I think that there are like different uh, different nuances from, from, from Ben Affleck here. I think he's trying really, really hard in a role that is having to kind of carry a movie. I think that... Uh, the grandpa like mm-hmm. like character that like Duda or whatever <laughs> that uh comes in is fucking funny. I, I kind of like I, I I guess I went in with low expectations so that contributes a lot to it. But I I was pleasantly surprised. I guess you didn't feel Never. the same way. Had you heard of it or ever seen Not it before once. this though? Yeah. Like and no dude, like it's so surprising that a movie like this could escape me. Like, <laughs> I, it could be fake. It, it legit, I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded mm-hmm. about it. Like, this is like Mandela effect shit. The thing that really started to win me over, where I was like, oh, there's some comedy happening here. Like, is uh, they're doing the, like, 
a script like a table read like ben is like living with this family now mm-hmm. he offered to pay him like 250k or something to live with them for the holiday season uh, a husband and a wife who are on the outs love on the rocks uh, a son who loves to jerk his dick to computer porn uh, and uh, Christina Lapp- Christina Applegate, a daughter who's a late addition to the film that gives Ben Affleck uh. a reason to want to bone somebody. You need that. You need that. Um, the big difference, I'd say, is that in Dickie mm-hmm. Roberts, Dickie ends up banging the mom, whereas in this, Ben mm-hmm. Affleck ends up banging his sister, which is like very ahead of its time like they really they really read the room in terms of like <laughs> what, what what the kids are into no i'm just fucking around. i uh i i i don't i don't understand I hate the incest uh, jokes that aspect so of it much. at all by the time christina applegate oh, came into the flick i i know dude like i i had forgotten that she was billed on the poster but we have the uh the table read and this is where the incest jokes begin is like they're doing like that table read dealio of like a sequence Ben Affleck's character wrote, and there's something about like uh uh like the son like having the mom like if you do good you the mom's like you can sleep in my bed with me like you've always wanted to or something like that and they're like wait what and Affleck's like you know actually forget about that he's like that doesn't work For, uh, like like I was that's like oh part... we're on to a movie here okay because that's I like, like I had to what are we cooking mute. with like parts I was of like, that sequence because I was cringing out of control. Like my soul was leaving my body during certain points in this movie. I just thought I was like, I think I was like, oh, they're picking a direction. You know what I mean? Like at first it was just like it was just like mm-hmm. a way too high of a budget for a Hallmark movie. But then they chose a lane right there. And like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a this is a dark comedy. This is a dark comedy. Like they they like we're going that route. And I kind of like that road. You don't know what you'll end up with, necessarily. I think it's a tricky, a tricky little fucking genre to take on, and especially toying with that with a holiday movie is a is a bold choice. I think heart is the way to go. I think classics like your movies, even like mm-hmm. you know, like contemporary classics like Elf, it's all heart. That's what wins. Heart wins out. It's Christmas. Christmas is about heart, love, family, Santa, Jesus Christ not necessarily um, I, okay. a lot of incest jokes um god bless you we disagree on up? so much i um i really appreciate how much you appreciate a take i think that that's an excellent quality and one of the ways that you and i have differed over the years uh however i would you're so, you're counterpoint, so nice. i would say that something like christmas family or sorry uh lampoons national lampoons christmas family vacation is a darker more like the existential horror of the season but it does it better yeah of course because who wrote Mm -hmm. the fucking screenplay for christmas vacation oh okay well there you go do you know offhand it's john hughes like 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 that's the man who who took like adult humor and made it like family friendly and have like the heart like that's the guy like that's who mm-hmm. everybody wants to be that's who people still want to be like taking a christmas movie like this and setting it in the suburbs of chicago like come on like who do you think they're trying to be here um so i think you're absolutely 100% right and i think that christmas vacation definitely is kind of like <laughs> 
you're right. It's kind of a dark comedy. It's like my family is a pain in my fucking ass, mm-hmm. and they're awful, and I'm better than them. That's kind of the vibe of Christmas Vacation, but it somehow is like pure and beloved. I think that when it comes down to like what makes them stand like on such different planes, is that Christmas Vacation is like you said a hell of a ro- a hell of a lot better mm-hmm. written, not just in the heart but in the humor. If this movie had no heart but was like unbelievably like clever mm-hmm. funny writing it wouldn't matter it would like we'd know about it you know what i'm saying but it's not it's a very pedestrian screenplay i feel bad ever saying that as a screenwriter myself because people could <laughs> call my shit pedestrian so that would hurt my feelings but the fact of the matter is you know ben and the rest of this cast are trying to make uh here's a cliche uh mm-hmm. chicken salad out of chicken shit like it's it's a tough one so i don't blame them for that and if i'm watching a movie that's supposedly a seven percent i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking shake shake through and sift for the gold yeah mine, i the again gold nuggets, my beef with this movie has nothing to do with the performances i think that everybody plays their character the best that they possibly could i again i think duda is a very interesting addition and duda's replacement duda mm-hmm. that comes in like the table read like <laughs> <laughs> there's like yeah Duda enters they're like who is this and it's like hiring another like hiring a grandpa character are you fucking kidding me that's hilarious dude like <laughs> that shit is fucked up like I couldn't believe it and I thought Duda like like the the times I found myself laughing most were with that character like they're in the car and he's like hey Duda would you like a Christmas cookie and he's like, oh, I, I can't. I, I'm diabetic or whatever. And he goes, <laughs> I, like I, I hate that. Well, I that hate that so hunt. much. I think it's mean. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, see, that doesn't land for me at all. <laughs> it is mean, like Katie. It. It's silly. It's like, this isn't it's real. real. This isn't real. We're not making doodah with diabetes eat a sugar cookie. <laughs> We're laughing because how fucked up but would that be if somebody was me. doing that? At least not a- <laughs> Like, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> and you know what? You and no one else. You and no one else but me. Because when, because because when Duda's out smoking a joint, mm. like on the curb, I'm living for it. Like we are. <laughs> I, I would do anything to be Duda in this movie. Um, like, uh, but I gotta be honest with you. Like, there are times where it sucks mm-hmm. how hard they're just checking the checking the box. Like the tobogganing scene, like, the lead-up to them, like, uh, like going mm-hmm. down the steep hill and the toboggan together is, like, so cringy. It's, like, it's, like, it's, like, worse than porn because they don't have sex afterwards. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and when they, when they, like, they're, like, well, we need to find time now to, to put these two in a room together because we haven't had time the whole script. Let's have her sneeze in his face. I don't know. Wouldn't that be funny? And the guys mm-hmm. are, like, LMAO, fuck yeah, let's do that. And then I thought that was like one of the weirdest transitions together. I've ever seen. So they can take care of each other and fall in love. I know I hate it too, I but I understand the the thought process. I was offended by that, but maybe it's, it's COVID it's times. It's rough. It's like, oh, you're gonna sneeze on somebody? I'm like, come on, what the fuck's the matter with you? I don't know. I I think that um I think that it's definitely <laughs> worth watching for free on Amazon Prime during the holidays i think that holiday movies will um 
you keep coming back around and you can only watch the same ones so often. The fact that I get more options and there's a Ben Affleck Christmas movie I didn't know existed, which means I'll be have like something new to watch the next like five to ten years. I've been watching the same shit. I've been watching Jingle All the Way all the time, which is fantastic, but it's not it's not exactly Ben Affleck, is that's, it? That's that's one so, way to look at it. Uh I'm I... thrilled about this. I will I will make I'm happy my wife watched it. I will watch it again. <laughs> I'm not done talking about it, but that's just I'm just I'm just in that spot where if you're on Amazon Prime and it's sitting there for free, just all perfect and shiny, you're trimming a tree, you've watched Rudolph thirty six times, throw surviving Christmas on. I don't know, man. I think history you, rightly you know? buried this film. Like I think I uh it is buried. It's buried. It's the fucking E. T. Atari. I think it's, game it's a weird Christmas asterisk movies. on all these people's careers. Like it is uh, I'm glad that Ben Affleck mm, I know, yeah, I'm like, glad Ben Affleck's career survived it because he has done wonderful stuff, and I do think that he he has a lot of innate charm, and it's been interesting to see his career evolve uh, over the years, and I want him to win. I really do. Um, so I'm glad that nobody was harmed by this movie, but I do think it is rightly buried. Yeah. It is. It's just gone. Like, just gone, man. Like, I find it so bizarre mm-hmm. that I could just miss a movie. I guess I was only 12 when it was released, so that's about the only time. Because, like, if that happened now, if a movie was, like, big-ass stars and stuff, like, we'd be talking about it. Like, how did that not happen? Like, where did that movie go? And, like, Jim and the Holograms was fucking wiped from the face mm-hmm. of the planet, but it wasn't featuring Ben Affleck. Like, it wasn't featuring... James Gandolfini, like not like maybe not even removed from The Sopranos, like like it was like well, fucking part of the big reason time, why I think that is is because here. of the release date and because and, it happened to be a pre uh, Halloween release date. Mm-hmm. A pre, which is bizarre. Why the fuck would you would you drop this movie pre Halloween? Like November. I understand for a Christmas movie, you need to give it time to gestate. That's a good spot. A lot of people are doing that shit, and and they have been. That's a trend. Mm-hmm. But pre Halloween for surviving Christmas, who's going to who's going to that like pre Halloween fucking thirteen year olds <laughs> on like their middle school dates like, which I wish I would have mm-hmm. done now because this would have been a great middle school date movie. Yeah, I I don't think that there was a I from. That article that I sent you, it does sound like there was a lot of problems with the film, that uh, James Gandolfini didn't leave his trailer one day because he wanted some changes to the script. So, and it, it was just troubled. Again, also with the the, the hit of Gigli, uh, Ben Affleck's more infamous film. Uh, again, Gigli is so interesting. Like, that yeah. one's so infamous that it yeah. buried this one, which also was like a one-two punch to his career. Um, and... Man. It's just... 04 sounds mm-hmm. so much farther away than it should. Because, like, yeah. it just feels like the game is so different now. Like, like I don't think... Can movies even be buried this way anymore? The way that this one was? Like, what's the closest mm-hmm. one I, you can think of? Like, New Mutants, maybe? Like, in terms of, like, movies that were big that we were waiting for. And I know this isn't on the scale of a comic book movie, but... You, mm-hmm. These are big stars at this time. I can't stress that enough. So, it's just wild to me. And as as somebody who like fucking actively sniffs out holiday movies every single year, I'm shocked that I never saw this. 
I wish it would get some like airing time on TV. God bless Amazon Prime for for putting it on my radar. God bless Amazon Prime for hosting my movie Break. You should go watch it. I love <laughs> Amazon Prime. I. Uh, How about you? I in. I'm glad that I have another way to stream movies. I'll say that. I, I will say in, in terms of your question of things getting buried, I do think that with streaming, things get buried in a very interesting way. Because you can still go access it anytime that you want. But sure. the caveat is that, like, so I remember when Holiday came out, and you guys saw it, and... Uh, uh, I th- saw one YouTuber talking about it. I've heard no mm-hmm. one else talk about it. And I've had really? no inclination to watch it. And I... I didn't care for it, personally. Yeah. I-, I think that when things get bad reviewed to the point of infamy, or, like, just... Like, that's a way to get buried. Because if I have a litany of options on Netflix, and somebody tells me, don't watch this, this is bad, and I have right. no other reason to watch it, especially, like, with a holiday movie, like... There's tons of holiday movies that you can watch that are, are great or fun if if they're not, like, classics. They're at least fun. Yes. That one, I yes. was told, was not great and not fun. So I'm not going to spend no. my time with that. And I think that's how movies get buried, is if you just get a lot of bad press for a particular flick. I think there's something about Christmas movies, though, that, like, in the Christmas movie genre that is very in the vein of like the horror movie genre where like it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad like it it doesn't even matter like that doesn't matter because you're gonna see it that's me with christmas flicks like Mm. i can find like and i know i I kind of like i'll find something to fight for like with a lot of movies but i feel like christmas movies carry a certain warmth that I'm so willing to to, for, to forgive or anything just because I'm happy it's there. It makes me it makes me like I'm just like a fucking addict for this nostalgia shit and for <laughs> like you know what I mean like just a filthy mm-hmm. fucking junkie. So if Ben Affleck wants to relive his Christmas uh, and 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 think and go to a diner uh, at the end of the movie, which made me want to weep. Katie, the uh, the diner that he used to go to that his mom worked at as a kid and stuff, and like mm-hmm. celebrate Christmas with this weird faux family and have sex with his his pseudo sister, so be it. In the name of the holiday. I mean, God bless you, man. I got no warmth from this movie. That's fair. I, There's not a time. And I, I, want, I don't know I, why I liked it so much. I need I need warmth in my Christmas. I need a yeah. coziness. I need heart. I like Elf. I watch Jonathan Elf Taylor Thomas year. isn't good in fucking. He's a no, bad that's man. True. That is an excellent counterpoint. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't really argue with that. I I just love that movie with all my soul. That movie's I, got more going for it because it's road trippy and there's more awesome mm-hmm. scenarios. This movie doesn't have the scenarios going for it. I will give you that. I 100%. do think. You know, you know, this is what I'm gonna say about I'll Be Home for Christmas, the Jonathan the Jonathan Taylor Thomas classic, is that. There are moments of warmth in that movie. Are they necessarily JTT related? Not not really. But like I when I think about the mayor who runs in the Santa 5K every year and gives his <laughs> money to to so to fucking families. Pure. I forgot about it. It's so good. Yeah. Like like it. that kind of it. thing is so good it. and you know, JTT gives up the money so that he can give the turkeys to the families. That's great. 
there are moments. There are tiny, teeny, tiny <laughs> moments of warmth in an otherwise sociopathic Christmas film. And I think that's why that works. And I like that. And I don't like this. And also, there's no incest jokes in I'll Be Home for Christmas. Let me kick a scene to you. Affleck. Okay. He's there. The ploy worked. The girl that he wanted in the first place realizes he's spending time with his family, even though it's not his real family. They come over. They look at baby pictures and see that there's not a penis, but there's a vagina on the baby. He says it That's is him. That's supposed to be Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Yes. He says it is him, but his dick was so long that that his mom would have to tuck it back. Oh, God. Is that not holiday? Like he literally goes, you know no, how. No, I it, hate it was, that. I hate that it, so much. You know how much. it was always so long; it would always get tangled. What the fuck is happening? Like at that so point much. in the movie, at that point in the movie, I'm like, I cannot, I cannot. I here's what's up. I'm fighting for this movie, and I do enjoy it, but the realist in me is like. Oh man, do you think everybody working on this movie despised it? And like like as much as I'm like into it when they first start the table read scene and I'm like, "Oh, I'm going for the dark comedy." When they're talking about like when he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm like my penis was so long that you'd have to tuck it back." I'm like, "As a baby? <laughs> That's one of the weirdest jokes I've ever heard in a movie, let alone a Christmas movie." Like, what is that? Why am I thinking of Affleck's baby dick being so long that it has to be tucked between his legs? Like, what the fuck? Like, and, and so that. Okay. That, my friend, is the reason why, like, a heart wrench, like, I was an orphan kid whose who's, who's mom had a tough life, uh, doesn't play it uh, very hard because you were just talking about, you know, tucking back your long baby dick. Okay, so you posed the question, do you think everybody that worked on this movie hated it? I think Ben Affleck is having the time of his life. Okay, good. Because he seems like he's having fun. And that makes me so happy to hear. Because, like, he looks like he's having fun. And I Mm -hmm. wish to God, I know that he wasn't this guy and he won't end up being this guy. He never Mm -hmm. got to be this guy aside from this movie that's buried. But I think he's very good at, like comedy like i think he's very good at going over the top like he's being he's being a crazy man in this movie and i think it's i think it, his talent and his range shows um mm-hmm. doesn't win out with critics but whatever and and i understand why he was cast for the role too like it, it he plays a very believable this kind of guy but it i think that james gandolfini's having a rough time i think Catherine o'hare is having a tough time and possibly the teenager too they might be having... I don't know if it's just their characters or... Who is that kid? He looked familiar. I mean, That's O'Hara, a she's, a, she's a Christmas movie queen because, like, Home oh, Alone sure. and stuff. And she is, like, still on top of the world because of Shit's Creek and stuff. Like, she's still top-tier, real-deal Holyfield. So is Affleck. Uh, Mr. Gandolfini, rest in peace. But, like, he was a titan. So, like, the cast is, is very stacked. Um... So the teenager, the, his name is Josh Zuckerman, and he, he looked familiar. He had a recurring role as Max Miller in the CW drama Nine O Two One O. He was well, also in Kyle X Y. I didn't watch that either, though I remember it. Desperate Housewives. Interesting. I don't know why I thought he looked so familiar. Well, whatever. The point is, <laughs> <laughs> he's still working. Good for him. Yeah, dude, that's what that's that's the biggest testament in the in that industry. 
is mm-hmm. that you can you can keep that longevity going. Sex drive. He was in Sex Drive. He is Ian from Sex Drive. He's the yes, main character. That's in what Sex it is. Drive. Holy mm-hmm. fuck! Thank you, thank yeah. you so much because it was like plaguing me. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I was just I quote I quote that movie more than I should. It does not age for shit. Um, <laughs> uh, there's some bad things in that movie, but it was definitely a staple of my high school experience. Um, mm-hmm. Good for him because that movie has a cult following, and I think. I'm being I'm being real here. I don't think Bad Movie Brunch has any pull in the world, but I mm-hmm. think this movie being like that available on Amazon Prime's homepage, we're not gonna be the only ones watching that flick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this could take on cult status over the next few years. Affleck's popularity is going nowhere. He's re- he's returning as Batman in the Snyder Cut and maybe future stuff. He's an Oscar-winning director post this. You know what I mean? Like. I think there's a world where this movie's traction kind of like finds a. It's one of the rare birds where 16 years later it becomes a thing. Look, a Christmas story wasn't popular when it came out. That shit didn't get popular until mm-hmm. like 2005 or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I think. I, I don't know about this one. I don't think the case is closed on surviving Christmas. I gotta be real with you, Strawberry. <laughs> Very fair point. If it does become a cult classic, I will gladly buy you a drink. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll feel very proud of myself. I'll be like, whoa, good job, Luke. Um, yeah. Uh, if that happens. But, you know, it, it's really just like, thank goodness that I even found out it existed because I had never heard of it. Like, I, I was, like, really wrestling with myself. I'm like, how did I not know? Like, how do you just miss a movie? Like, Yes, there's movies I don't see. I don't see every movie that comes out every year, but like we have a pretty good idea of what's happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just bizarre, and I know that that was a conscious effort from the studio. So I'm glad that it's available to the to the world uh, and to the masses. And even if it sucks, which sure it does a little, um, <laughs> I hope that I hope that it can it can give somebody Yuletide joy because it gave Yuletide joy to me. Well, that's good. That's what you want out of a Christmas movie. It's really all you can ask for. I mean, like, no, I don't buy it. But, like, yo, I get holiday happiness out of out of a lot less on cheaper budgets. Mm-hmm. Like, if Freeform made this movie, I'd probably still like it. Like, it's I'm, I'm pretty easy to please on that front. So, um and you know hallmark makes like what 100 a year 200 a year and they're like similar plots and shit so Mm -hmm. it's just nice you know you know it's i kind of like taking a gamble on a christmas movie that's doing this angle as opposed to some that take on like the santa claus angle like fred (laughs) claus was on tv the other day and i remember i saw that in theater and uh, i was watching on tv and i was like i just don't care for this and mm-hmm. I and I and I think when you take on the North Pole, the Santa Claus aesthetic, that lore, you have a higher standard to live up to. But if you're just doing a rich millionaire who wants to hire a family, you can get away with way more, way more incest and jokes for sure. It's I think that we touched on this in the Jingle All the Way one. This is what I was trying to say in in that review, which was my favorite kinds of Christmas movies are about people just experiencing the existential horror of the season, as well as the warmth and joy of it as well. And mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. would think that this would be more my speed, um, but I, it still doesn't work for me. But I agree. I much prefer movies about regular people just 
dealing with Christmas and right. coming We're just, out it, It's good really just end. people in a house. It's just people in a house for the most part. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Nothing can touch like when it's when it's firing on like the the warmth cylinders like a, a la mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation, Elf, um, stuff like that. Like where where yes, even when the family is terrible and driving everybody nuts, you do love them. Um, and I don't know. Can you think of any like super contemporary comparisons to give to that? I can't off the top. I mean, like off the top of my head, I'm trying to give like. Something like that would maybe lie akin to like a Christmas vacation or a Christmas story where like even if a family is dysfunctional, it's really like beloved and the movie is like kind of like stood the test of time. But I can't really nothing's coming to mind. I think the fact of the matter is that Christmas movies are hard, even though we make I mean, it's so many of them. It's fucking difficult. Like, yeah, it's a big it's a it's a it's big shoes to fill. I was thinking about like the night before and how funny mm-hmm. that movie is. Like and like how really funny that movie is and how I don't even think about watching it as much and we we covered it 2 years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So like it's just this genre is tricky. And me, I'll probably watch any of all of them, but the masses uh apparently are are hard to to stick with and to please. Mhm. Whatever, you fucking Christmas consumers. Just enjoy that. Just enjoy the movies you're given. It's a good one. This year on Christmas we get Wonder Woman eighty four. It's crazy. I can't believe mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. Ugh. Katie, what are your plans Luke. for Christmas this year? Ah. So this year I will be spending time in Los Angeles with all my roommates. I'm not. Beautiful. Uh, I won't be going home, unfortunately. This is my first Christmas away from home. So no. I've been dealing with uh, the homesickness in very strange sure. ways. I spent a lot of time planning to get a made-in-Oregon Christmas basket to share with all of my roommates. Mm. But when I attempted to buy it, almost all the ones I wanted to buy were gone. And Fuck the that. ones that I... Then I was like, okay, I'll just mix and match and try to get things shipped here. And then the... It was just too expensive to even do the shipping. Like, the shipping sure. ended up being the straw that broke the camel's back. So yeah. we're going to do a charcuterie board, a local charcuterie board mm. instead, that we're going to get from Ralph's. So that'll be fun. You say Ralph's? And, uh, yeah, Ralph's. And um, so then dank. Christmas uh, dinner, I'm going to try my hand at making ham with Erica. Dude, fuck yes. That sounds so amazing. I love Christmas so much and we're so close. I'm gonna get Mm -hmm. this episode out in time. I'm giving I'm gonna give people a jam packed week of uh jingle all the way and fucking surviving Christmas to listen to. I'll probably listen to it too. maybe on the plane. Maybe I'll listen to my drunk self in this episode. I can tell (laughs) I'm way slurrier in this one than the first one. Um Mm -hmm. I love a good double feature. But I uh that sounds amazing. I have a sort of like amazing Christmas because for some reason, even though it's a Friday and even though we kind of suck, the Vikings are playing on Christmas Day. Oh, so, no like, way. It's Viking Saints at 3.30 on Christmas Day. Like, I'm like, I want to weep. I, like, I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, I was like, fuck yes. And like, Christmas is super associated with Vikings to me anyways because I love getting Vikings jerseys. So like, it's just going to be a day. 
it's just gonna be a day. I'm excited I'm about it. I'm so, so excited happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, because like sometimes the Vikings play on Thanksgiving. It's happened here and there, and that's awesome. But Christmas Day, and we're like the only game. Like that's bizarre, man. Like so, I'm really really pumped about that. Um, obviously, first married Christmas, me and my wife, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Taylor. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I got her some nice things that I can't say on here because she'll listen to it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about it uh, soon. And um, we got a new crib. We got a new apartment in LA, so we got to move into that. And it's going to be 2021 is going to be a good year for the podcast, for us, um, for hopefully everyone, <laughs> because 2020 was a lot to handle. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I, Good I things saw there's like we're like less than two weeks away from like being like we're like two weeks or less from being done with this year, man. Like from putting it in the fucking books. Mm-hmm. And I, this year has like some in some ways felt like two weeks. Yeah. And like in other ways felt like six years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. I feel like I've experienced emotions that I didn't even know I had. Like, you know, like, muscles you didn't know you had? I feel like I had emotions I didn't know I had this year. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah, I moved into my uh, house that I share with my roommates right before the Rona hit, and I don't know what my neighborhood is like because I have never had the chance to really explore it. <laughs> right? Well, it's like, <laughs> like, like I have, like, there's, there's, like, coworkers that don't know what my face looks like and shit. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, we live in this weird world, like, it, and, like, now it becomes this game I'm noticing where, like, we, I'm starting to, like, infer, like, my brain has already subbed in that masks have already been a part of canon this whole time. Like, I saw a picture of Taylor, um, and she was wearing a mask, and I was like, oh, is this from, like, oh, like, three years ago when we were at that aquarium? And then I was like, no, because why the (laughs) fuck would she be wearing a mask? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it didn't even pick up to me that she was wearing one. Like, that's how fucking, like, normalized and shit it is. So hopefully it's it's for the best, um, because uh, I'm ready for this to, I'm hoping that we can get, get moving, get this vaccine on. And, and get back to some semblance of normalcy. Is this the last podcast for the year? I have to say it. I have to think it is. Unless mm-hmm. unless we come through with like a 1230 or 1231 one when me and Taylor are back in LA and like in our new crib. Unless. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll say maybe. We'll say maybe. Okay. I, I, won't, I know we won't pod next weekend, but maybe we'll, if we want to sneak one in, before New Year, I am very okay with that. Okay, keep me posted. So yes, we like we'll we'll see if maybe there's like, are there any? Is there a movie called New Year's Eve? There is. <laughs> like, is it terrible? Uh, I well, let's see the reviews. Google. I know it's let's one Google of those. Like, um, uh, it's one of those New like. Year's. Oh shit! Hang on, I'm like loving this right now. Uh, New Year's Eve. I just Googled it. Of course, it's a loose term. New Year's Eve film. Oh, Katie, 7%. Oh, yeah. That's right. I think we part. have to. I think we okay, have to. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. So I'm so down. We'll, we'll hit up New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. It's an hour 58. Oh, <laughs> this sucks. Okay, we will do New Year's Eve, and we will quickly see that I don't have the nostalgia for New Year's Eve films like I do Christmas ones. <laughs> But uh, I think that we should try and get that before the year's over. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Then, we decided uh, it on air. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm I'm ready to to spend to take off this year with you and talking about this strange blip of a movie. Yes, and it's a 2011 flick, so on, we'll we'll do it roughly the nine year anniversary <laughs> or whatever of this movie. <laughs> Uh, thank goodness. Is Taylor Swift in it? Which one is she in? I think she's in oh, this. She's in this one God, on Valentine's Katie. Day. Katie, Zach Efron's in this. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, do I'm it. I'm living for it. It's on HBO <laughs> right now. Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> so we're in. If everybody is listening, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, whatever whatever holiday you're celebrating in December, or if you're not celebrating a holiday even, we love you. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for listening to us. It's been another hell of a year and uh you know hold your loved ones close that's all i can say sounds kind of dark and we'll see you on new but... year's yes and we'll see you on new year's for new year's eve starring zach efron starring <laughs> zach efron michelle pfeiffer lee michelle ashton kutcher robert De Niro, jessica beale sarah jessica parker uh that's all google says right now mm. made 142 million at the box office that it doesn't matter we'll get to it <laughs> With that being said, I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Grotzinger. And you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. (laughs) 